new developments, tools and training with Drew McFadden. Hi there, I'm Paul Irwin and welcome to the pros.com podcast, where we discuss all of the relevant issues to help you succeed as a freelance translator or interpreter. We cover sales and marketing, networking, cat tools, and much, much more. Find out more at podcast.pros.com. Hey there, Paul here, and welcome to episode two of the all-new pros.com podcast. I have a very special guest today, Drew McFadden from pros.com. He he has been working at pros for many, many years now, very, very experienced, very knowledgeable about the industry. And as you will hear from the interview, very, very interested, very, very dedicated to helping you succeed as a freelance translator or interpreter. So great interview coming up in just a second. First of all, a quick reminder of the uh, of the URL. If you want to find out more, if you want to check out the show notes, then head on over to podcast.pros.com. And also during the interview, we mention a few sessions from the International Translation Day. That's coming up on the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of October 2019. If you happen to be listening to this episode after that date, then don't worry, those sessions are still available to pros.com plus members. So head on over to pros.com and you can find out how to access those sessions. So without further ado, let's get cracking with today's interview. Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. Well, it's great, great to great to have you here, Drew, and great to sort of get a bit of inside information from one of the main people over at pros.com. So lots to talk about today. I thought I'd I thought I'd start off by just uh, getting a bit of background I know uh, about you I know lots of people uh, sort of uh, connected with you on LinkedIn and, and a lot of people have sort of heard your name but let's uh, let's find out a bit more about you tell us a, tell us a bit bit about yourself please sure well, thanks Paul I, I appreciate that a, a bit more behind the I guess the name and the face that folks see on International Translation Day, and I'm, I suppose lots of folks at Pros maybe do know me, but don't know me. Uh, so I've been uh, in the translation industry for about, oh gosh, almost 20 years. Um, I wow. started at a publisher's representative firm, and one of their clients was the American Translators Association. So I worked for the ATA sort of through a, a vendor for about five or six years. And uh, one of the clients uh, I had through the ATA was pros.com. And that's how I kind of met Henry and, and moved over to, to pros. And I've been here since, whew, I guess, 2006. And in that time, I've, uh, I've been nomadic. Uh, the wife and I like to move around a bit. But we've been in, oh gosh, New Orleans, Chicago, the Philadelphia area. We moved to Argentina for about two years. And mm-hmm. I'll just say, todavía no hable como un experto, pero entiendo mucho. My Spanish is, uh, I have a horrible Spanish accent. Very good, very good. But it's an Americanized Spanish accent that learned Castellano, uh, you know, Argentinian Spanish. So show instead of yo and pojo instead of uh, pollo. And that confuses the heck out of people. So it's an, an odd mismatch. And yeah. then uh, in Michigan for a bit. And now we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, mostly for the weather and, and some family that's nearby. But yeah, I've, I'm not a, a translator by trade, um, but I've, I've been in the industry long enough that I, I've 
I can speak the language and, mm-hmm. and enough things to sound dangerous and, and make it, <laughs> make it appear like I know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it's a, I, and I love it. I love, uh, translators and, and the industries, it's big enough to, to be exciting, but still small enough to kind of know and see some of the same faces at, at various events. And yeah, yeah I, I, I never would have guessed <laughs> my, my, my degree is in psychology and, uh, I went into sales and if you had told me in 20 years ago, you're going to be working at pros.com and the translation industry, I would have said how or why that's bizarre, but, but I, <laughs> I came but that- into it. A backwards way, but I've I've really enjoyed the the industry a whole time. Amazing, amazing. So so that must have been a, a brilliant experience down in Argentina then, and and moving around different locations. Uh, uh, you know, and I think there's a, a session I recorded for the upcoming virtual event that'll be October first through third. Our um, this is our tenth anniversary of International Translation Day. But there was a session I'm doing, or someone uh, recorded for someone. I think it was John. And he was talking about longevity and the just freelance career and ergonomics. And one of the things he talked about was, and I'd never heard this term, geo-arbitrage. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, like it sounds, earning one currency and living in a, in a different one. And so uh, living in Argentina while earning U.S. dollars, it, it was, I, I can't lie, it was like being a king. <laughs> it was, you, you know, the, the cost of living in Argentina is... Um, sufficiently lower, um, but yeah, if you're yeah. dollars, um, it was nice. It was uh, it was a great experience, and I and I loved. Um, I, I find again, freelance translators like to kind of move and travel and be places, and I find that they're always, um, yeah, I wouldn't say always, but generally, freelance translators have moved around and visited in other places, other cultures tend to be a little bit more open and. Um, I just really yeah. enjoyed the the folks, and and living in Argentina was a a tremendous experience. It was great. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, something else I'd like to ask you, Drew, now that we've got this special inside access. I mean, obviously, everyone who's listening is pretty familiar to some degree or other with the pros.com brand. But but I think a lot of us don't really or haven't historically understood how it works. So just tell us a little bit about the company. You know, where is it based? Where do you have offices? How many how many people are involved? And just just give us a little bit of background on the company, please. Sure, no problem. And that's, uh, again, probably behind the, the, the curtain a little bit sometimes. So it's good to, to let folks know. Um, Pros, this is our 20th anniversary. It was started in uh, August of uh, 1999 by Henry Dotter. I think the official launch date was August 26. So we're just at 20 years. And uh, this has been discussed by Henry and other places, but I'll just give some background. Uh, he was a freelance translator working in Japan uh, in the automotive industry. And he started pros.com, I think, as a generalist, almost a, a, like an Upwork freelance type site. But because his background was translation and, and most of the people that got invited in the beginning were, were translators, the development of the site very quickly went in a, in a translation direction. And uh, so we've been, uh, like I said, here for 20 years. We've got, I want to say, five different offices. We've got a lot of remote staff, telecommute, like myself. Yeah. I'm at yeah. Charlotte. But the main uh, headquarters is in Syracuse, and that's where Henry and uh, a few other staff that work for the company are. That's where the sort of the accounting and the money stuff happens. And then we've got developers, as I said, remotely. We've got an office in Kharkiv, Ukraine, where we've got um, some training and some support staff. There's a developer there as well. And then our other um, big office, I think the biggest office, is in La Plata, La Plata, Argentina. That's where I lived. And we've got 
Oh, gosh, I have to go back and look, but maybe eight or nine folks working um, in La Plata. And again, that's um, some support. There's a community manager that um, f- names folks would know. Um, Lucia, Jared, both work out of Argentina. Mm-hmm. Then we've got some, um, new support staff and some more um, developers uh, out of Argentina as well. And then we've got an individual in the Philippines, and that's so that we can have um, support available on a 24-hour basis. But yeah, I think we're upward. This is terrible. I don't know the answer, but I think we're over 20 staff now. So it's yeah. a, Pretty reasonably sized company. Impressive, impressive, yeah. and truly, truly global. Completely uh, aligned, of course, with the the global translation industry. So very good, brilliant. Yeah, Drew. Well, I think I think uh, most people will have realised, or a lot of people will have realised, that there've been quite a few changes going over, going on uh, over at Pros.com this year, really, especially this year. So um, I can think of, for example, Andrew Morris is is now. Uh, Really uh, facilitating or, or helping a lot with the with the Facebook group, the Pros.com uh, Facebook group. That's certainly grown in not only in in numbers, but it also has a lot more relevant content being published there on a on a on a daily basis. So that's uh, that's be, that's been a big change. There've also been quite a few changes in 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 content in training. Tell us a little bit about about what's going on. What's what what's uh, what, what's behind all the all of these fantastic changes. Yeah, well, um, thank you for noticing. I'm glad that, that folks have been uh, aware and, and seeing what we've been trying to do. And uh, just to be frank, a, a, a website like pros.com, we're talking millions of lines of code, five or six million index pages. In the world of internet websites, it's a super tinker. It's really large, and it it, we, it doesn't turn very easily. Um, so sometimes people might say, "Oh, how come the site hasn't done this or hasn't changed that?" And I wish it could do this or that. Um, it I won't bore anybody with the the technical uh, reasons behind it, but it's a very large entity, and and making moves is not. Um, it's not always easy. It's got to take a lot of um, concerted, coordinated effort, and usually time. Yeah. But so the. I'll start with what really changed, and I, I maybe shame on us at Pros for not having made um, a bigger splash or bigger announcement about this. But the the mission statement, and I'm a, a huge huge believer behind mission statements. Um, I, I I will have a mini mission statement or an objective or goal for almost everything I do, and that that informs when I come to a point where like ah, oh, what should I do? Go back to that mission. Go back to sort of what's the core um, objective. So at Pros, our, our mission statement, I. I Forgive me, I can't quite remember how it used to be, but it was something like Pros provides tools and opportunities for freelance translators and those in the language industry to network, collaborate, um, you know, find added endeavors in their work. So the the mission was quite specifically written in a way that was we Pros.com are not involved. It was um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like. Like other large, and I'm not saying we're like Google or Apple, but but thinking of large business entities, you really can't pick up the phone and call someone at Google. You can't really hand holding support from Google. Their approach is here's our content, here's the things, make a decision, figure it out on your own. And that works for Google because you can't really live without, if you're an online business, if you don't understand Google, you're not an online business. It's like it's a a must-have. But so at Pros, the mission was you know, sort of similar. We give you the tools. Here's the stuff. Kind of do it on your own. And so I'm going to read the new mission. And, and this was done um, around, I think, March of this year in, in advance of our 20th anniversary. And it was, um, we discussed it greatly internally. Um, this was formed by Henry. So Henry's the, the CEO owner and, and sort of the visionary at Pros. 
and it's a shift that we wanted to shift from here's just the the site and the service do with it what you can to more um you know, more modern approach, more handholding, more involvement. Uh, and we started by changing the mission. And I think I'll, I'll read the new mission because I think that's sort of critical to what you're seeing in, in some of these changes. So pros.com's mission is to empower language industry professionals to achieve their business objectives and realize their full potential. Pros.com does this by being committed to member success, providing access to state-of-the-art tools, educating and inspiring, fostering collaboration among positive, like-minded professionals. So the 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 framing of that mission statement used to be very, you know, go out, do it on your own. These, we, we give you the tools, you got to figure it out. And yeah. now we're quite honestly saying we're, our mission is to empower your success. And we're going to do this in a variety of ways. And so that first bullet point being committed to member success. And, and that's not just one person. That's the entire staff, the entire team, the entire site. And, and that, that takes, a lot of different shapes. So what does empowering success, uh, you know, mean? It's different to every individual. One freelance translator might want to get paid faster. Another one might want to get more clients. Another one might want to um, learn uh, certain skills and tools. And we've got folks that work or that use pros that aren't just freelance translators. So we've got, you know, our mission has to address business entities. Maybe an LSP wants to streamline their, their business. Maybe they want to um, onboard more people. Maybe they want to fill out a RFQ and they need to get a list of, of available linguists. Maybe they want to sell their agency or do a merger acquisition, whatever it is that they want. Um, we want to help empower that success. Um, so it, it looks a little bit differently in action. And that meant we've got more support staff. We've hired more folks. We've modernized the, the support entirely. If you've engaged with um, support at all, you'll see an entirely new look and interface. We're building a knowledge base to make it easier. We've got um, you and I are doing um, two times a month a success series where it's totally free. It's a one hour session. Just we want you to, to have success. So the the you know, the mission is where it starts and the changes you're seeing are, uh, I would say pros taking a little bit more of an active role in, um, ensuring that, that linguists have success. And, and we yeah. see that as a win for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's quite a change. It's a, well, it's a really, a really significant change. And like, and like you said, Drew, when you mentioned the, uh, the, the super tanker, not everyone is going to, well, not, you know, not all of these changes are going to come through, straight away or, or people aren't going to realize necessarily that these changes are happening straight away it take, takes a little while for for the message to get out there but certainly f from everything i've seen on, on online it's been hugely hugely uh, positively very positively received and, and people are really enjoying the content and people are, are really i think appreciating uh, a lot what, what you guys are what you guys are doing in terms of actually saying look we are a big organization we do have a, a long and established history but hey we're we're willing to listen to what people need we're, we're willing to really find out what is going to help people and really provide those those resources for them yeah and and to the super tanker analogy you, you we're seeing maybe some of the the waves some of the wake as it's shifting and moving but it's taken us a long time to even the the internal management infrastructure the the, the organization code base management. There's been a lot of things that we've had to do 
um, in order to to shift things just inside. You know, so you, yeah. I, I'm glad that that you and others are seeing the external um, improvements. But we've been working really hard for a long time on the internal stuff to be able to to start making some of these changes. And there's uh, a, a bunch I've I've left out. We've got. Um, a new, I said, new support. We're doing the success series with you. We've got that plus membership, which is uh, hugely beneficial to new linguists. Um, we're re- uh, engaging the mentorship program. Just you know, lots of things to help empower um, individuals to have success. So if you're listening to the podcast and you, you're a pros user, come back, let us know, and even hit support and and let us know. Tell us what your needs are. Um, we're we're open, willing, and wanting to to help you succeed. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. For us and Facebook, that's another uh, great addition. So we've just been adding little pieces and, and hopefully um, people have noticed and it's enjoyed and, and proven valuable for folks. Well, I think the channels are there as well. And it's quite clear that you're very receptive to, to feedback. You're very receptive to questions. So that's something that I think I would certainly encourage people to, 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 yeah, to get in touch, to get in touch via the the, the pros.com Facebook group might be perhaps uh, one of the one of the best places yeah yeah okay excellent well one area that I would like to to focus on because it's one of the areas that uh, that I'm very interested in and what and I know that you are spending a lot of time on this as well and that is in the development of the new pros.com training program so that's something that you're obviously leading so tell us a little bit about that what's what's going on there what what plans do you have what have you already done where where are you in terms of uh, this new this new training uh, solution yeah well thank you for that paul uh so training uh, and i've been having lots of conversations with our our training um our trainers so pros.com's trainers and just try to form the the basis of what we're going to do so i don't know if i've got a complete picture yet but i'll tell you a little bit of what we're trying to do so in about 2006, I think we start 2007, maybe we started our, our training initiatives. And at that point it was, um, all in person and mostly cat tool training. And it was okay for 2007 and eight, but conducting an in-person trainings, um, it's like hosting a conference. You've got to find a venue, you've got to get coffee, catering, you've got to get people to the location. So it, it wasn't scalable in the way that we thought training should be. And really the vision has always been, um, there are people that come to pros.com and they're in a variety of locations in the journey. And that, that might be, I'm not a translator. I'm merely bilingual. And it might be, I'm a very experienced 20 year high end professional translator. But for either of those individuals, it would make sense for pros.com's training to, to have content and opportunities for anyone on that journey from sort of the very beginning to the, to the very end. Um, so we're, we're looking to, enhanced training, make it a little bit more of a complete curriculum offering. And webinars and videos probably aren't the way to do that. That's not, um, I think, so we went from 2006 to 2009, we shifted to webinars. That was great and exciting in 2009. We used to get hundreds and hundreds of people on our, our free webinars. Fast forward to 2019, webinars are market saturated, a little bit passe. They're not, you know, not as exciting as they used to be. People aren't attending them that they used to. And we've now got sophisticated e-learning. Uh, so we're investing in a an LMS or learning management system called Moodle. And we're creating some e-learning content. We released our first one, which is HIPAA compliance for remote interpreters. So if you're um, a remote interpreter, if you're working with pros in the 
um, interpreter pool or our partner boost lingo do check out that that HIPAA compliance training it's um, that certificate will allow you to get more work from um, US based hospitals that require HIPAA compliance so we're, we're trying to make um, e-learning training and I haven't quite figured out exactly how we're going to do it um, but I think there's the again those two ends of the spectrum sort of how to get started as a freelance translator yeah and then now that I'm an experienced translator and then there's a whole lot in the middle, but I think we'll end up with with those two sort of extremes um, for the new folks. Um, obviously, Prose has tons of legacy content. We've got, I think, thousands of hours of video. Um, so we'll be able to make um, a lot of content for folks that are just getting started. And then on the higher end, we're going to focus on um, some of the more uh, – professional certifications, so how to prepare um, and, and get ready for, say, the ATA or the um, CIOL exams, the DPSI. So we're going to try to create some some more online training um, that's a little bit more engaging, a little bit more modern. It's going to be mobile-friendly, so you can engage with it on a, a mm-hmm. laptop, yep. iPad, phone. Um, and then there'll be a little bit different um, instruction, instruction involvement. We're not sure if it'll be the, and I might use this word wrong, asynchronous cohort where you've got groups of people that start a class on October 5th and they take weekly meetings at the same time versus um, self-paced with instructor-led triggers. So I've turned in homework, I turn an exam, and then an instructor grades it. So I'm not sure where we're going to end up. This is still kind of figuring things out. But um, in short, we want to have a a more modern and better training product uh, that goes beyond the um, webinars because they're... Yeah, well, that's... That, that's really interesting. So starting off with the, you know, the, the in-person events, I can totally understand the, uh, the logistical requirements of uh, organizing those kind of things on a, on, on, a, on a regular basis. And then the transition to webinars. So I think, I mean, I think webinars still have their place. If you look at a webinar platform, you, you can often have sort of interaction in terms of polls and in terms of questions. But I guess the reason that you're looking for the next level is that's that's kind of the the limit you get to a point with a webinar where there's not the same level of interaction so what i'm understanding here drew is that when you go on to e-learning you're you're talking about a platform that is much more interactive that has a lot more opportunity for people to be involved in in questions and feedback and submitting assignments and and that kind of thing is that is that right that's correct and and so we've spoke with dozen or so of our trainers and I've, I've been doing some market research and just sort of my own experience. If it's CPD and you're, you're trying to get a certificate for it, a webinar, there's really no way to ensure that knowledge has been adequately transferred. All I know is that you yep. sat in front of a computer and watched and maybe you didn't even watch attentively. So when you get to the e-learning side, there's a little bit more means to confirm that knowledge has been adequately transferred. You can test, you can quiz, you can have homework. Yep. Um, and then in addition, beyond simply watching a screen, the, the act of, of clicking and inter- interacting with content. So they, you know, things like order these, you know, items in importance or put, you know, rank or move these pieces of this puzzle around. So it, it forces a little bit different engagement. And then even further, um, again, this is just what other people are telling me and I'm learning that if the course is entirely self-paced, even if, if it's more engaging, it's more modern, there's a, 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 a drop off, you know, and I've done this, I've signed yeah, up for yeah. a Demi course on HTML. And then over the years I got bored and stopped taking it. And now there's WYSIWYG editors. I don't even need to know HTML. So I stopped taking the class. So the, the 
type of class where there's a specific date and a time and you join it and there's deadlines and assignments, even if it's a pre-recorded webinar and you say it's only going to be shown at four o'clock on Tuesday, this sort of deadline and, and, and task driven people are more, they adhere to that better than, than self-paced. So again, I'm not sure where we'll end up, but, um, yeah, the goal is more modern, more flexible, um, more engaging, more interaction, and then the opportunity to have, um, instructor led training that, that includes, um, you know, something closer to a, a classroom type setting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do, I mean, you do clearly know an awful lot about this, Drew, but I love your attitude in the, in the sense that you're, you're trying to find the best way forward. You're trying to find the best solution. And, and I guess it goes back to that, to that mission statement that you mentioned a little while ago about, about really helping people to succeed. That's what, that's what this is all about. Well, I appreciate your accolades, but I'm only this way because I failed in 2000 <laughs> to do it right in 2009. So here we are at the drawing board again. Um, and I think failure is a pretty good um, tool for learning, right? Yeah, I think it's been a process. I think, uh, you know, I think you have delivered amazing content right throughout that period, even if not all of it has been uh, been perfect. You've kept uh, you kept doing it. You've been you've been uh, helping people right throughout that period, like you say, going back many, many years now. So this is really just the next stage in that in that evolution. Yeah, so, thank yeah. you. No, fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, well, I'd like to ask you about a couple of other things. First of all, this uh, international translation day i can't talk to you drew without talking about international translation day this is something that you've been doing for many years now many yeah, years of a completely free event amazing content tell us tell us more yeah thanks it's it's probably the way that most folks know of me um they've heard drew mcfadden through the international translation day event this is our 10th year uh, so we've been doing it for um a decade which is i almost can't believe it um so it, it is sort of my baby. I've been doing it forever. Um, and it's the thing I love most about my job. Um, it's a huge event. It takes tons of work. I'm working weekends. But those those days of the virtual event, the feedback uh, and just the, I just say the unmitigated joy that translators have with this event, that that feeds my soul for, for the entire rest of the year. Um, so I love doing it. I have no problem talking about it. Um, I'm really excited about this year. We, we usually do two days um, and we usually have, you know, maybe 12 to 13 um, sessions. There's some sponsored content, um, but it's usually a pretty full eight hour, two days. So I, I put the, the call for presentations out this year and I might have expanded it beyond um, the normal reach and either it was a great email or people are really um, familiar and excited about this event and want to participate. But I got more submissions than I've ever had. I had more content submissions than I've ever had. And so many of them were really good quality that I, I just kept saying yes. <laughs> and I kept saying yes <laughs> that I ended up having to expand it to three days. Um, so this year it'll be October 1st through the 3rd. Um, we're adding a, a third day. But the and the contents, again, sort of the two ends of the spectrum, some stuff for, for new and beginning translators because we know those folks are, are here. And then some really great stuff for experienced folks. And I'll just, I'm not going to read the entire program, but on sort of the beginning side, there's um, your session on your first three years. Um, we've got something from Judy Jenner on how to go from translator to interpreter. So um, a mm -hmm. lot of folks 
um, translate if you want to add interpretation to um, your skill set. Um, and then we've got uh, a few others, beginner's luck. And then on the sort of advanced uh, side, we've got master your QA. We've got one on um, magic mistakes. And then these two sessions I'm really excited about. We've got two on neural machine translation for languages of limited diffusion. Um, one's going to be a little bit more general and then one will be a little bit more specific and even including like coding in Python, a web scraper to build a corpus, to build your own NMT engine. So, and again, (laughs) I'm really excited about these sessions and I'm, and you didn't ask this, but I'll, I'll, I'll evangelize for a second. I've been in the industry long enough that I remember when, when machine translation was like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Mm. This is the world. Humans are going to be put out of work. How dare you do anything with machine translation? And it's evolved to more, um, there was a period where it was like whoever had the biggest corpus had the best engine because it was mostly statistical-based stuff. And then as we got into neural and different AI, we started seeing machine translation that was pretty good and and really good in French, Italian, German, Spanish, some of the major yeah, pairs. Yeah. And, and the for me, the big advent was the ability to use machine translation in line with translation memory. So your cat tool's got your translation memory, all your different stuff. And then here's a, a you know, a, a penalized segment match that comes from machine translation and you can accept it or reject it. So making machine translation work in the way that translators are used to working rather than post-editing gobbledygook. Um, I, I know a lot of translators that really, they won't tell, they won't scream from the mountaintops that I love and use machine translation, but they've gone from, you know, a couple thousand words to 4,000 words a day. And so this downward pressure that everyone's experiencing on rate, one of the ways to, to increase your earnings is increase your volume and machine translation a way to do that. And so it's, it feels like machine translation and machine translation agents have been the provenance of large entities, huge um, amounts of data and corpus, you know, the French, Italian, German, Spanish pairs. And it really didn't do well in the sort of smaller or the languages of, of limited diffusion. And so neural machine translation, um, there are some profit companies that are building specified engines for domains and language specialties that are pretty good and they get improved with more and more content and throughput. Um, so we've got now two sessions on how an individual freelance translator can do that on their own. Um, so if you're sort of mm-hmm. a advanced, skilled translator, but you're not working in um, French, Italian, German, Spanish, or Japanese, English patents, so there's certain domains where MT does great. If you're in a domain where MT's not great, but you've got some data, you've got a lot of alignment text, you've got a corpus of, of decades in your pair, take a look at these two sessions. I think you'll find it um, beyond fascinating. Brilliant. So I'm excited, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that as well. It should be really, really interesting. And and what I love about this, Drew, is that there's no one right answer either. I mean, as you said, you, you can obviously increase your volume as a translator and there are ways to do that. But there's also space for for those real more traditional specialists who want to really even work without machine translation or work without cat tools even in, in some cases. So I, I love the variety that there is in the industry. And I love the approach uh, from pros.com, which is really to try and provide something for everyone, for, for different levels and different options. And I think sometimes we, we all get a little bit sort of wrapped up in our own little world and, and start to think that this is the right way and this is the only way. 
And actually, there's quite a lot of options out there for for all of us as uh, as freelance yeah. translators, and 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 whether we use the tools or or whether we don't, or whether we incorporate them in some way. So, I would certainly encourage people even those people who are let's say against cat tools or against machine translation just to take a look if you if you watch the presentation for an hour it's go, it's really going to enlighten you i believe and not necessarily to the point where you say hey i'm going to go down that path but it is going to really give you more information to help you understand your own position and to help you design your own unique way forward yeah and i you said people that don't use cat tools and i don't mean to um, shame anyone that doesn't use a CAD tool, but I, I heard someone say uh, in reference to a translator that said, well, I do all my work in Microsoft Word. The response was, well, that's like hammering a nail with a banana. And I thought it was a little <laughs> extreme. Um, but so, and I, I've heard folks that do literary or poetry that if yeah. you're not reusing sentence segments often, translation memory is not nearly as important to you. Nevertheless, a CAD tool still might find some value. You've got a left-right editing environment. You've got um, QA and grammar checks, all this stuff. And there is um, a few CAT tools. One's Cafe Tran, and you can use, so Cafe Tran is a CAT tool that we sell and it's available to you if you're a pros.com plus member for free. But independent of that, and maybe folks don't know this, Cafe Tran is one of these CAT tools that's got a different licensing um, mechanism. You can download, install, and use Cafe Tran every single feature entirely 100% for free. What you can't do is create a translation memory larger than I think like 500 megabytes, you know, half a gig. There's a yeah. limit how much TM you can use and load. But so if you're not building translation memory, you could still use Cafe Tran completely free forever. Just use it in the, the side-by-side editing, use it for a variety of things, just not the, the typically most powerful feature, translation memory. Um, so yeah, there's no reason not to at least look at um, some of these tools like Cafe Tran and just sort of explore it. And there's lots of, uh, there's more free cat tools on the market. So yeah, I think uh, people, I mean, not, and not just, uh, not just uh, cat tools, the other, the other tools and uh, tools and features that are available on the, on the pros.com platform. I think um, we've talked about this before, of course, that, that, that a lot of freelance translators are just not aware of everything that is available out there. And a lot of it's completely free. Yeah. And I know we've mentioned it many times. I feel like um, beating a dead horse to some degree with it. But if you're a linguist, if you're listening to this, you have a pros.com profile. The two things that, that, you know, I wouldn't say the most important, but the two things that I would look at right away if I haven't before. One is the directory rank tool. Um, So you can just search pros.com directory rank. And it allows you to see where you are in the directory rank. So pros.com's directory, it's like Google search, right? So if you're a website, you want to know, am I number one, two, or 50 on Google search when someone searches for specific keywords? Exactly like that at pros, people will search our directory. And this is another misconception. Of the sourcing work at pros.com, over half is done through the directory. It's not the job board. And in fact, what mostly gets posted to the job board admittedly tends to be at a lower price per word, a lower rate. They're looking for the open cattle call application. When someone searches the directory, they're looking for someone specifically, and they usually will search specific parameters, Spanish to English, Spanish native language, maybe they want an education level. So they have all these parameters and then they hit submit and they get 
the list of results. Those directory results are ordered, the ranking order starts with membership and then secondarily by kudos points. But so you, you, it's, I wouldn't say it's behoove it, it's the number one thing I would do as a freelance translator working at Pros is go and find out where I am in that directory rank. Because if you're on page three or four, you're not going to get clients, you're not going to meet very many clients. Because just like Google, when exactly. I search yeah. a translation site, I get 50 names on the first page. I'm probably finding my translator in the first one or two. I don't get to number 100, 150. So do that directory rank. And not only will it tell you where you appear in the directory, it'll tell you what you need to do to improve. And so I've, I've seen some mistakes that's, that's easy to make that, that uh, translators have made where uh, in your language pair, you've, you're English to Spanish, but you're Spanish native, and you accidentally put English native. So you've got the wrong native language. If you go to the directory rank tool, it'll tell you where you appear, and then you can kind of toggle different search parameters and filters and see what that does to your ranking. And so, you know, if you've got the wrong native language, that might throw off your rank. The fields of specialty that you have and where those fields of specialty appear in your profile, you can list, I think, it's maybe maximum of eight fields of specialty, but is it the first one, the second one, the fourth one? Um, that's going to impact sort of your directory rank. Changing your field of specialty. And we've got on International Translation Day a, a session specifically on specialization, and Paul has done some as well. But using that directory rank tool um, is, is one, where do I fit and, and land? And then the second piece is the community rates. So again, if you just search pros.com community translation rates, it will list and give you the average rate charged by translators in specific language pairs and, and specialties. So you would look at first the directory rank and say, well, where am I if I'm on page one versus page four? And then secondarily, where am I related to other people offering this type of service price point wise? And that doesn't mean that you need to lower your price or raise your price, mm -hmm. but the data points will inform kind of how successful you may or may not be given your current specialty, currently your ranking and, and currently your, your price point. So maybe you find a different specialty, maybe you find a different price point, but um, you know, pros is a, is a giant pool and there's lots of people in it and you got to find a way to stand out to the right client. And the only way you're going to know where you are in that pool is by searching the directory rank and then sort of looking at the, the community rates. And those are two areas that are again, completely for free and, and lots of folks maybe don't don't always know yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. No, there's so much information out there, and as you said, it's uh, it's really easy easy to use the directory ranking tool. It just gives you that sort of insight as to as to whether you're 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 in the right niche or you're 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 focusing on the right things and and updating your profile again. Super super simple and can really have a, a massive impact in terms of your results. So yeah, great advice, Drew. And I, you know, I didn't even mention this, and it's not relevant because it's not free it's a paid service but of the services you have at pros.com the one that i hear from folks a lot as one of the most valuable certainly meeting clients but the blue board so the pros.com blue board if you're not familiar with it is a listing of agencies and sort of feedback and ratings on that agency and the project managers and in particular their payment history and unfortunately within our industry um, there is there are some bad payers there are some sort of fly-by-night agencies that's not the norm but that does yeah. exist and and one of my speakers at international translation day a very experienced high-end professional translator has a like a six or seven thousand dollar debt that's owed and and this person's now as the agency is now a, a non-payment and 
made a note in the blue board and hopefully will save other people. But if just one blue board prevents you from taking on a, a, a bad paying client, that's worth it alone. You know, just one avoiding one multi thousand dollar um, job that you don't get paid on uh, will pay for the blue board membership for a decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're all business people. We've got to evaluate risk. And, and I think every freelance translator needs to have a look at their own situation, as you said, an investment of a of a hundred and what is it for standard membership? One hundred and twenty hundred and twenty dollars annually. Yeah. Um, you know, something that apart from all of the other benefits, obviously, something that could save you a huge headache uh, by by checking out what's going on, on on the blue board before committing to a certain provider. You said there's a few bad people in the industry. Unfortunately, that's the case with every single industry, Drew. But what the blue board does is it gives you that heads up. It gives you that advantage. It gives you that information information is power as they say so so yeah it can certainly save people a, a headache for a, a relatively small fee exactly well brilliant brilliant drew well it's been amazing talking to you today not only to to, to find out all of the uh, all of the incredible things that are going on over at pros.com but also to 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 get to know you a little bit better and i think um i think people really appreciate that sort of finding out a little bit more about how pros.com works thanks for for telling us a little bit more about the organization about the locations about how it works about plans for the future and um really i'd just like to wrap it up now but just with an invitation to people to all of you freelance translators out there to to get in touch and and drew what's the best way for people to to get in touch is it via the facebook group is it somewhere else to talk about the perhaps the training sessions that they would like to see or the features that they would like to see in the future because one thing that i've certainly um, gleaned from this interview is that you are super receptive to that and you want to really help people succeed and you want to listen to people and provide them with specific solutions in order to succeed so what's the best way to to go about that drew well, I, I wish I had a really simple answer to that. It probably depends on what you're you're seeking. So if it's um, assistance with the site, if it's a site feature, if it's um, something that, that you wanted or an issue, the support center is generally the best place to go, and that's just pros.com backslash support. Um, if you're interested in um, the sort of new direction with training, if you're interested in um, working with us and sort of figuring this out, being a trainer, um, I'd love uh, to hear from you. You can email um, training at pros.com or you can just email me directly, Drew, D-R-E-W, at pros, P-R-O-Z dot com. Um, I'm telling you other ways. Facebook, the, the Facebook group is great. Um, that tends to be, so Andrew Morris is uh, wonderful. He's, he's managing it. Um, it's more about sort of collaborating and individuals and sort of mindset. Um, it's not decoupled from pros, but it, it's harder to get information and, and insight from the Facebook group into the sort of pros um, staff uh in front of us. But I would say, you know, the support center is great. Um, we also look at the forums, so start a forum and, and say, hey, this is a feature. Um, we always look at those as well. But yeah, I'd love to hear from folks. Drew, D-R-E-W at pros, P-R-O-Z dot com um, or training uh, at pros dot com. And, you know, you didn't you didn't ask that question, but I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll proffer it anyway, because I get asked frequently. Um, folks always want to know, how do you pronounce the name? How do you pronounce the name? <laughs> We've never had a style guide on how to pronounce uh, the name of the website in the company. I'm um, here in the States and internally at the company. We sell pros, 
and we kind of just make it all one pros.com. But I know folks on the other side of the pond that say prozed, prozetta, prozeta. Um, so it's, it, it's however you want to say it. Um, my, my common refrain is I don't care how you enunciate it as long as you log in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, pronounce it however you want. Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well, Drew, well, thank you so much for your time today. I will put all of uh, those those email addresses, all of those links up on the show notes, of course. You can find that at podcast.pros.com. Drew, thank you once again. You've been brilliant. Thank you for sharing all of that great information. And really pleased, really excited to hear about everything that is going on, all of the new stuff. So thank you so much. No, and thank you, Paul. I mentioned you're part of our um, Pros TV success series, um, but this podcast is also part of our success series. So thank you for um, initiating this, starting it, managing and, and running and hosting our podcast. Uh, I look forward to um, seeing the content that you produce. Podcasts are one of my favorite um, ways of, of uh, ingesting information. I like to run, and uh, so I'll put my headphones on and listen to a podcast while I'm running. So I'm, I'm thrilled that that we have the Pros podcast Again, we, we did it and I, 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 you're a podcaster, so I don't know if you heard this, but there's something like the average podcast gets eight episodes before they cancel themselves. And I, I don't know how many of the pros podcast got before, but it was probably somewhere near that eight to 10. So yeah. I'm looking forward to having um, the podcast under your stewardship and um, having some regular content and hopefully uh, helping folks succeed. So thank you, Paul, for all you've done. And uh, if folks um, liked Paul and some of the sessions he's done on the Success TV, as I said, he's got two, two sessions at the International Translation Day event, one on your first three years as a freelance translator, how to set yourself up for success. And then Paul's other session is how to deal with complaints and criticism in the right way. Um, so two great sessions, one sort of maybe for the newer folks, your first three years, and one for sort of experienced folks uh, um, how to how to handle complaints and customers the right way. So thank you, Paul, for this podcast. Thank you for helping us success and look forward to working with you on October 1st through 3rd for the International Translation Day event 2019. Brilliant, brilliant. Thanks so much again, Drew. Thanks to everyone for listening and all the best. And uh, yeah, we, we wish you every success in your freelance translation business. Until next time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that great interview with Drew McFadden. If you'd like more information, then, of course, head on over to podcast.pros.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. All the very best. And until next time.